Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Carlton Blue Baggers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Santa Maria, and we're coming off a very, very big win over the St. Kilda Saints Friday night football. It's a proud week to be a Carlton Blue supporter, isn't it? It's a very proud week to be a Blue supporter. What a game it was. We ended up winning by 31 points against the Saints. Uh... I was very nervous, didn't think we were going to win. I wasn't very confident, to be honest, and we've ended up having an absolute blinder, and it's just been, it's been a really good week to be a Blue supporter. I mean, we've put our best performance for the year, for sure, after our worst performance of the year against North Melbourne. So um, that's the Blues for you, uh, very unpredictable, but look, not complaining at all. Um, look, we won by 31 points, could have been about 40 or 50, but... Look, that doesn't uh, bother me too much. I'm just, I'm glad we got the four points and um, that our young bloke showed a lot. Uh, it was a really good game to watch, a really good game of footy. It was high scoring, yet I felt like we defended really well for most of the game. Uh, and then I just thought that it was a four-quarter effort, really. I thought that barring about a 10-15 minute patch where we were up by 50 points and they kicked a few goals, um, I thought we really... We really dominated them from start to finish. Um, so look, let's get into it. I'll get into my uh, three key takeaways from the game just to start. Um, so since St Kilda, since they've built this new list where they've you know heavily recruited a lot of middle aged players and you know they've brought in like Dan Butler, Jack Higgins, uh, Zach Jones, uh, Brad Hill, all of these blokes, they've got a lot of pace uh, and they normally run us off our feet. And their small forwards normally kill us, and really small forwards all year have killed us. Uh, every week it's happened, time and time again. We've seen it happen. There's, we know what it's like. We know what it's like, okay? So normally this is what happens. They run they run loose, they get on top of us, and Friday night we just brought the pressure. We laid over 50 tackles in the first half. There's been games this year where we've had like 50 tackles for the whole game. So, uh, sorry to say, but Carlton... We took over. We we took over defensively. We we really did. Laid over fifty tackles in half a footy, and we had seventy nine for the match. So that's an absolute brilliant effort defensively. Absolute brilliant effort, and that leads me to my next point, because we responded from last week. Last week there was no pressure against the bottom side. The bottom side in the competition ran loose all over us. Easy goals at the back. Cool, lazy, just. Uh, highlights all over all these free talk shows embarrassing players and then uh, some of the players came out saying how blokes were uh, put out um, and embarrassed like you know in front of the whole group and all this stuff and I was happy I was happy to hear and but I wanted to see a response I wanted to see a change like and not just to win a game of footy of course you want to win the game of footy but the way we won the game the way our young players led led the way I thought and also the way we, we set up defensively, we bought the pressure, we, we, we responded the way we needed to. We, we didn't win the game uh, the way we normally win it. Like, obviously, we, we kicked a lot of goals and we, we kicked accurately, of course, our 10 goals for. That was, that was unbelievable. Um, but I still felt like we definitely, we definitely won the game because we defended well and we shut them down um, and we played a different brand of footy where we were able to defend well and then uh, really like spring our attack from that defence or uh, a lot of the time and yeah just it was a good way to win the game for us it was very different very unique for us so yeah it was a great response and lastly uh, the, the kids stood up that was the that was the biggest point from this win that was the most amazing thing you bring in Lockie O'Brien and Josh Honey didn't have the highest expectations for the two like and, and obviously Charlie Kerno as well, sorry. And um well what what can I say? Lockie O'Brien absolutely dominated on the wing. I mean, who was keeping this bloke out to, out the side? Matt Cottrell? I mean, seriously, come on. I mean, what's that guy giving us all year? He he can't kick a football very well. I mean, yes, he's a great runner, but like what's he do when he gets the ball? Like you don't want him kicking inside fifty. Last week the bloke was playing in the forward line because we had no tools. I mean Who's been keeping this bloke out of the side? I mean, he's a top 10 pick. He's only played round one this year. Um, yeah, so he's only played one game for the year. So I don't really know why he hasn't really gotten a game. And I'm, I'm glad he got in the game. And it really shows something about the match committee about, okay, this guy's been kept out of the side and the, 
his position, a wingman, was only Matt Cottrell keeping him out. So that really says something about the match committee that, I don't know, you keep this guy out of the side all year and then he comes out and has the game of his game of his career. He wasn't flourishing in, in the twos. I do understand this. Um, but he's a top 10 pick and, you know, it's coming towards the end of the year. Carlton have barely played any new new plays this year. I think we've debuted the, the least amount of plays this year. So, like, yeah, I, I just thought it really said something about the match committee that Lockie O'Brien wasn't selected earlier and also Josh Honey because Josh Honey was the opposite. Josh Honey isn't a top 10 pick. Um, I don't know what pick he actually is off the top of my head, but he's not a top 10 pick, but he's actually been performing really well in the VFL. And some people have been saying, okay, why isn't he being in the game? He's been, you know, pretty consistent. He's had a few quiet games, of course, but he's he's had a good year in the VFL. And, you know, there's been no reason why he couldn't, couldn't have gone in the game sooner. So I thought, yeah, really proud of the kids, but a little bit disappointed in what it says about the integrity of the match committee uh, and the selection. So I think we've all definitely questioned selection since Teague's probably come in. Um but yeah, that's that's definitely what I think to start. Um, look, so I'll run through uh, some of my match notes of the day. Um, I paid attention to this game pretty closely, and it was full of highlights to start. I mean, uh, to start the game, obviously you had Max King. Oh, <laughs> wow! I mean, <laughs> Max King. I, I thought Jacob Wiedering was going to respond after last week. And then he started the game with Max King kicking three goals in the first, what, 20 minutes of the game? And I'm just like, oh no, like this is, this is not going, this is not going his way. And slowly, slowly, he started taking a few intercept marks, um, started getting involved in the game. And you know what? He can't stop King when he's going to get a clear run and jump at it. And there was one, one of his goals he got, um, what happened was behind the play, they, they were setting up a block for him and, and we didn't just got caught. Like it was an off-ball, off-ball screen if you know basketball um, and clear run and jump for Max King and he's so tall and when he gets a run and jump at it and you've just set the block for him and all you need is that split second and just a nice kick and it's nearly impossible to actually get or be able to stop him, I should say. So definitely definitely some issues uh, guarding Max King but it's really not his fault. Uh, I mean, I do see him trying and... You know, he had three kicks on him in the first quarter. One of them was a free kick, which, yeah, you can stop that. But overall, uh, I thought I thought he did a good job at the end because Weedering ended up um, ended up getting a fair bit of it. And he ended up... Um, King didn't get the best delivery for the, for the rest of the day, but I thought that first quarter, it was it was very worrying signs. But, yeah, to, to start the day, Max Max King, wow. I mean, what a footballer he is, eh? So, um, also, Paddy Dow. I noticed real early... Such a nice kick inside fifty to to Harry. Um, his inside fifty kicks this game were were tremendous, and you know what? I have to say, I mean, this bloke he gets the loose balls so often, and when he gets the loose balls and he just has a little bit of time and space, that's when he can just burst and sprint out and just try find an option. If someone tries to come at him, he he, he can try to evade him or you know sidestep him or even just try shove him off. He he loves the don't argue. He loves to try to be dusty, but. Um, yeah, I noticed really um, real nice kick inside 50 to Harry, which uh, set up his first goal. Um, Jack Martin, uh, I thought he was really good in the first quarter, really lively. Um, he had an early tackle, and then he had three continuous tackle uh, efforts. It, it was unreal. I mean, if you start off the game with just like, you know, trying to lay one tackle and then going again and again, you just start off the game with those high... Um, intensities and multiple efforts uh, on the defense event I think it really set the tone nice and early for the team um, and then right after that I saw he had a, he had a nice mark and and then again another nice tackle and yeah so he's ended up having four touches for the first quarter and he's um oh he's laid three tackles in that first quarter as well which is probably the thing that impresses me the most about his performance because I don't think a lot of people actually get uh, rewarded or acknowledged when they do a lot of defensive effort. But yeah, I noticed real early on, even like he did lay three tackles, but there were so many uh, defensive efforts just in that first quarter especially. So yeah, really good from him. Straight away um, after that as well, I noticed Dale again inside 50 kick, 25 metres, straight to sauce. Beautiful um, two entries from him to start um, the game. 
beautiful, uh, lovely from work from him. Sorry about that. Then uh, Honey had a nice intercept and he gave the um, great hands to Walsh, which uh, led for his first goal of the game. Kick three, know that. And that was just the start of Honey for what led a great game for him because all day I just felt like he did great work. He didn't have a lot of touches and he didn't he absolutely rack up the disposals, but he just had such an impact on the game as a... Oh, what was he? Like a small forward, medium forward, yeah, kind of player, like a half forward forward pocket type player and he just really impacted the game in a unique way I thought he really uh, just assisted everyone very well put um, put up a good option just all the time and just yeah really put his best foot forward I mean he was really involved in a lot of our scoring chain so and he had a lot of direct assist uh, him and O'Brien which um, in the second quarter I noticed him uh, straight away running with his man not getting sucked in and I thought to myself that's probably what we've lacked all year. I've noticed that we often tend to just get sucked into the play and then they allow that overlap run. And I noticed he didn't get sucked into the play, kind of, you know, kept running with his bloke, but turned and, you know, monitored the situation. And then he he got all the way down uh, into the into the back 50 as well and, and um, put some defensive work in there as well, some good def, uh, defensive running. And we know he's a really good... Runner, we know he's he's capable of that, but we haven't actually seen him at this level too much uh, this year. Only with the one game, as as I've said. So I noticed him real early, just with the defensive running, and obviously he had a really good um, offensive game. But yeah, just uh, in that second quarter, I noticed him just you know really good IQ, just to keep running with his man, and then to get all the way back was yeah awesome work. Uh, Honey, I noticed him uh, again. And just again with his his absolute uh, IQ and nous for the football, this bloke he he, he found the loose ball from uh, from a smother, and uh, he gave the hands over to Kennedy, who walked into his first goal. He followed it up beautifully. It was an open forward line, I remember, second quarter, and um, th- there was just a tremendous amount of space. But he, he had to be in the right position, and he, you know he was first to get there. Easy hands over the top set of Kennedy, and it was really good just get, seeing him getting involved, and then Kennedy walking into a goal was. Good link up between the young blokes. I thought they did real well. And, um, yeah, Honey just... Yeah, that bloke, he was really impressing me. He, he really dominated uh, this quarter. Again, later, I think he um, he gave the hands to Kerno actually. Yes, he gave the hands to Kerno And he kicks along the inside 50. And uh, F- Fisher runs. That's when F- Fisher was uh, open inside 50. And he runs. And he nearly gets caught by Dougal Howard. And he just kicks it, uh, like, nicely. He just floated over to the left. Perfect Williamson. Running from that wing, I love Williamson from that wing because he's shown he likes to float forward and he's shown an ability to actually kick some goals. Uh, and I think he kicked two today, so uh, on Friday. So, yeah, um, that was real nice by Fisher, but I was really impressed that Dougal Howard nearly caught him. I'm like, okay, Fisher's out here. He's, he's running into an open paddock. He's going to kick a goal. Lovely work here. And then all of a sudden, Dougal Howard's closing in on him and he's he's got the he's got the nice kickoff and the nice assist. So as long as he's done that, I'm happy. But um, yeah, real surprise with uh, Dougal Howard, the big, tall, key defender nearly catching um, the quick fish. Um, one man I noticed against his former team, uh, Nundi, uh, he turned over kick 50 metres out, um, led straight to Zach Jones. It was a poor decision. The execution wasn't the best. And, yeah, there was yeah there was two men nearby and, yeah, yeah led to a goal. So that was real poor from, from Nunzi. Um, after that, I also saw O'Brien. Really good mark, actually. Nice hands. Um, and then he had such a beautiful kick inside 50 to Harry Mackay. And that set up his third goal. And that was just, that was just a continuation of O'Brien just... Really, with his ball use to Mackay, it was second to none. I mean, yeah, he was really good. Um, great work for Mackay um, in that play as well because he got front position. And he waited and let O'Brien kick it into the space. And if you listen to the podcast last week, I actually said, I think the good teams, they don't just lead at the football. They let the player kick it into the space and then they run into it. Because sometimes it's very hard to time the lead and with the kick, and it's better if you can actually just kick it into the space and then run at it. So Mackay did well. He got front position. He was he was um, 
he was in the back and then yeah he got front position and then yeah so really smart from O'Brien as well to wait for him to get front position and then kick it into the space that's exactly what good quality top eight sides do and that's what we did that's what we needed to do that's we, we, we played a good game I was really happy with our game um, second quarter um, still Williamson great work to take um, to take on the tackle and he still got the handball off to Saad who then just gave it to Walsh and then he gave a, a, a brilliant 50 metre kick uh, um, straight down to Martin who he, he really presents well Martin that's what I like about him when it's an, when it's an open forward line he really does present well he let out Good, uh, good mark, and then he gave the hands to O'Brien, who then had that lovely 45-degree kick. Oh, and it was weighted so beautifully inside 50 to Harry Mackay, which set up his fourth, which was his second uh, direct uh, kick to Harry Mackay, which he marked inside 50. So he set him up for two consecutive goals in the second quarter, and that kick was just... It was unbelievable. The commentators were even saying, like, that's such a hard kick to pull off, and it it was beautiful. I mean, he's kicking inside fifty. I mean, what Cottrell was Cottrell ever going to do that? If this kid can do, if this kid's been able to do this in the VFL, if he's done this in the last few weeks. I'm, I'm I'll definitely be looking at the match committee because I'll just be saying, well, I, I would have rather seen a top ten pick try at an AFL level. Maybe he plays better around good players, and see what, if if he can at least kick a footy better than a bloke who who cannot kick a footy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to ramble on too much about that, but um. Yeah, really, really nice work from O'Brien, as I was saying. And uh, Honey, uh, yeah, good quarter from him, sorry, as I touched on. And uh, Walsh, this bloke, wow, what a superstar. Kicked it uh, to Dow, good mark on the wing. Uh, he immediately sprints off and lovely low bullet to Mackay. And that was for his fifth. That was, that was really nice from Dow. I love when he takes off, like, really quickly. He doesn't even think about it. If he's just got a little bit of space... And he feels comfortable enough. I love it because that's when he just... He, he plays on, on instinct. He doesn't think about the game. And that's that's how he's got to play because he's got such speed. You can't like think about when you're going to run or not. You've just got to do it or not. And um, that's what made him get away. And it was a lovely kick inside to Mackay, who was just unstoppable. Once once Dougal Howard was, was out as well, Cullen Wilkie absolutely struggled to contain him. Um, look, Dougal Howard wasn't going to contain him anyway, to be honest. I don't think he's the common medalist. And he's ours. And he's ours. We've got another common medalist. The next common medalist since Fev. Oh, I was a big Fev fan and I bet a lot of you were. Wow. Sorry to get off track, but wow. Harry Mackay. I'm very proud man. Very proud of him. Uh, yeah, five goals. Wow. Anyway, so um, next centre clearance, I noticed. We, got the, we won the centre clearance eventually. And Dow just ran straight into the forward line. Bang. Just, his man wasn't on him. I can't, I can't remember who his man was. It might have been, I think it might have been Jack Steele, to be honest. And he ran straight, straight into the forward 50 and he got an uncontested mark. And there was someone else who was also going to mark, who was right behind him who could have marked it. So there was pretty much two of them with one defender about five metres away or so. And um, Dow kicked his, his first goal of the game about 40 out. Nice goal from him. Good work to just, uh, you know, show initiative, run forward, get the mark, and uh, obviously f- to finish the goals, obviously the cherry on top, which is what you want. Um, and it was nice to see Honey kick his first goal. I mean, he, he had three assists at this stage, and he finally got a goal. I was real happy for him. He really deserved it, because I really wanted to... I w- it just would have felt a little bit incomplete if Honey had just done all that amazing work, but not ended up being able to kick a goal in a game where we kicked 18. So, uh, yeah, really good work from him. Uh, and then Williamson, great low kick inside 50 to always I noticed. Um, I don't mind him on that wing, Williamson. I think because he's left-footed and he can only kick on his left foot, I think it suits him being on that one side. who eliminates, um, you know, his Achilles heel. Uh, and, and just he really gets forward a lot, but he's also got a defensive mindset. So he's, he's really shown that he's actually not bad uh, for an option on the wing. And uh, then Martin, ground ball inside 50. Um, great tackle, then gets it out to, uh, sorry, breaks the tackle, then gets it out to Walsh and uh, snaps it for his third goal of the game, which um, I noticed Walsh, he loves to get uh, goals from the stoppage where he actually just hangs out of the, uh, the stoppage completely or he might even be in it and drift out just about 10 metres as just like 
a quarterback's quarterback. And I've noticed that he just loves to actually get goals like that. If you actually pay attention, Walsh kicks a lot of goals like that. I think he's kicking half a goal a game or so. And he's kicked a lot of goals like that. So keep keep out for that. Keep keep an eye out for that. So uh, obviously we know uh, the Saints kicked a few more goals in the third, uh, late in the third, fourth quarter. Brought um, it back a little bit. But look, it wasn't really too much of a big deal. So I'm not going to touch too much on the rest of the game. Because I thought I, I thought it was a good win from everyone. Um, Liam Jones, I thought, did his role. Uh, I've heard an interesting stat about Liam Jones. Have a listen to this one. So apparently Jonesy, he's been outmarked only once out of 101 one-on-one marking contests this year. And that is that is like, that is a record. Like that is unbelievable. Think about that. He's lost once out of 101 attempts. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, what a, what a bloke that. Oh, jeez. We're really lucky to have him when you actually think about that. That's a that's a very hard start to accomplish. And you know what? He's he. I thought he had a good game, uh, Jonesy. I thought. He's done his role for the game. He didn't. He didn't have an absolute bad kick on him. I think. Um, look, he, he shared the load a little bit over King and Membry, but uh, look, they obviously they kicked seven between them, seven straight though. Like so, look, they're, they're not they're not going to kick seven straight every every time you give them that many scoring shots. So it's not. It was a little bit stiff, and a lot of them were in garbage time from Dun- um, Dunstan. <laughs> Not from Luke Dunstan, please. From Tim Memory, uh, but yeah, I thought he's done his job, Jonesy. I thought I thought he's done his job. He's uh, he's got us to win. That's it. When you get us to win, thumbs up, thumbs up from me. Uh, Liam Stocker thought thought he played a really defensive role. I'm not going to touch too much on this boy because look, I, I reckon he's just been he might have been one of the ones who's been called out for like you know sagging off his opponent and leaking goals like we, we we don't know like we don't see everything so um you know he might he might have just been uh you know put to a role and uh yeah he didn't have much of the boy had the seven touches but you know that's that's fine uh i don't think he had too many goals kicked on him so that's all right um same with plowman uh he only had five touches but probably just playing that shutdown role i mean butler and Higgins, those small forwards, they didn't, they didn't really dominate. You know, I didn't think either of them really um, took a, took a lot of control over us. I mean, Jack Higgins, I thought thought racked up a bit of it, but um, I think he might have kicked one goal in the end. But yeah, I, I didn't think either of them really dominated us as well as they normally do. So that that was really positive signs from us. That was that was good from from the back three. Um, we were, if I look across the half back line. Um, Nick Newman, oh, I haven't been the biggest fan of his footy lately, if I'm being honest. I just, I think he plays a bit too offensive for the kind of player he is. I want Saad to do a lot more and him to do a lot less of the offensive running and carrying from, from the uh, halfback line. So, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. But I thought he did all right. Um, yeah, so that's all right. Um, Jacob Wiedering. I uh, touched on him really a lot, so I'm not going to uh, go too much. But yeah, I thought he really worked his way back into the game eventually. Uh, you know, he's 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 always going to do what he does best. He's going to win one-on-ones when it's touching and he's close. And he's going to, um, you know, a lot of intercept marks and his great drive off, off the back line. He's, he's a star. So uh, what more can you say about him, really? Uh, if we have a look at Sam Walsh, we've got him listed on the wing here. What a, what do I say about Sam Walsh? I mean, he kicked three goals and he had 26 touches, but he's an absolute jet. He's just, he was a jet. Like he's, he's working forward. I noticed he's, he's, he's just dominating. Like every week, this is, this is the best player at the club. By a long shot, he's in his third year and he's a good chance for the Brownlow. I think I had a look at it during the week. I I think he's on about 25 votes right now. And I think most people have Bont at about 28, 29. So I, I think he's got a fair bit of work to do over these next three weeks and Bont to 
really not pile on or even Ollie Wines maybe um, to probably have a, a shot at really winning I just I'd love it if he just made top three though that'd be that'd be a, an amazing accomplishment in his third year but yeah he, he was everywhere just yeah he does the same thing week in week out um, Paddy Cripps uh, Paddy Cripps he, I thought he did pretty good uh, he kicked a nice goal um, he's actually ended up having 26 touches he he looks to handball it just too too much for me I think uh, I don't mind him I don't mind him handballing it a lot because I think he's got really good handball skills like out of the stoppages especially but like mate when you just been paid for a kick or you've taken a mark just stop trying to handball it all the time like just just kick it long if sometimes or just like you know look for, look for an option but his skills just his skills really aren't the best That they really aren't so they're, they're not bad, but, yeah, they're not the best. But, yeah, look, I thought he had a good game. I thought he's done as well as the skipper. I thought, you know, he's he's led the front. He's had, he's had six tackles for us as well. So, you know, I'm not going to really I'm not gonna really uh, stress about, uh, about him too, too much, am I? Uh, Jack Nunes, look, if you look at his stat sheet every week, he's he's been getting, like, 19 touches. He, that's what he had. He had 19 touches this week, but he's been getting around that the last couple of weeks. But I just don't think like he's really impacting that much. I don't know. I don't know. I just I watch the game and I don't see him as much. I just I I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan. And to be honest, I just I I'd rather him as a depth player. I'd rather play some kids right now than him. To be honest. Um. So yeah, that's that's what I'll say about Jack Nunes. That's that's what I'll say about Nunesy. Ed Kerno, half forward flank. I thought he did all right. I like how he uh, he likes to kick it to his brother, doesn't he? He, he definitely was uh, trying to hit up his brother. But uh, Ed, Ed had a lot of pressure, especially in that forward line. I thought he didn't play in the midfield like that much, but he definitely got around it in the forward line. Um, definitely, he's just a way with the football up and he provides a lot of pressure and a lot of run. And I think that's his role at the moment. But if he's playing on a flank... I don't know, like, if he should really be in the team, unfortunately, just because I don't, I don't think, I think we could possibly play someone else in that position. There, there's guys that can come in now. There's, we've got Fords who are who are available now. We've got F- Fogarty's probably going to come in this week, maybe after a big game in the VFL. Uh, McGovern kicked two in the VFL, so yeah, I don't know. Very interesting what's going to happen over there. Uh, Charlie Kerno. Touched on him earlier um, already, but yeah, lovely first goal from him. Got through the game. Uh, thought he was. Thought he could have been injured late. Thought he could have had something with his ha- hamstring. He was touching that, but yeah, haven't heard anything on that. So yeah, happy he made it through uh, seven hundred and eighty days or whatever it was. So you got to be happy with Charlie. He's he's done well. Yeah, definitely, definitely, really happy with him. Zach Fisher, he played a lot in the midfield, didn't he? He's playing a little bit more midfield. I think his decision-making definitely needs to improve a little bit. But all in all, I think he, he provides a little bit of a X factor and a little bit... He's a different player for us. He's, he's unique. So I think his run and his ball use and skill is something that we like to play with because we try to be uh, really attacking and fast-paced kind of a team even though we're not always and we're very inconsistent with our, with our brand of footy and I'm yeah I say that with a little bit of a tone because yeah I don't really know what our brand of footy is some weeks but today uh, Friday night it was very it was very evident Jack Silvani thought this bloke absolutely stepped up when he went into the right can't believe I haven't touched on this bloke already because this bloke was phenomenal stepped up went in the right for pretty much the whole day and he lost he lost most of the hit outs and you know what? He still won so many clearances. He finished with 25 touches. He got a nice goal. I was so proud of his effort. Just, I mean, he knew he wasn't going to beat Rowan Marshall in, in the ruck. I mean, I don't expect it. No, no one does. But Jack Silvani, well, well played to you, mate. I mean, he's had, he had five score involvements for the day, 25 touches. Oh, wow, he's he's had six clearances, three center clearances. And yeah, he only had five hit-outs for the day, but he had nine tackles, two inside 50. I mean, 
what an effort. I mean, what what a barometer for a team. I'm I'm not scared to say that anymore because his last few weeks have just been huge. And when and when he's huge, Carlton normally steps up a little bit. So I think in games he's played, our record is pretty good. And I'm I'm gonna try to find out that's that because I'm really interested because he, yeah, his last few weeks have been great. Harry Mackay uh, touched on him already, but yeah, five, five goals too. Could have been given a free kick for front on contact or even a little bit of a holding the man in the same play. Um, and that definitely would have been a goal. And he kicked five goals too. Probably could have kicked one of them. So and one of them plus that free kick. So I would have liked to have thought he could have kicked seven, but uh, that's all right. I'll definitely kick five goals too. Not complaining. Uh, can't stop him. He's he's the common medalist, as I've said. And Harry Coleman. You're one of ours, mate. You're one of ours. Next, the Jack Martin, a little bit of an interesting one. Uh, look, a bloke who he didn't kick a goal, uh, had 14 touches. If you look at it, four tackles, six marks is is a good feat for him to be having. But if you look at four tackles, 14 disposals, you're not loving the look of that game, are you? I thought he played pretty good. I thought he, I thought he did all right, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe I just noticed him a little bit more, but I don't know. I liked him. Williamson, obviously, I loved two goals. One of them was an absolute beauty. Uh, he's had 13 touches. He's had six tackles, though, and four marks. So I like. I want him to be a bit of a marking option on that wing because, you know, he's like 190 centimetres. Yeah, he's, he's pretty tall. So he can be a little bit of a marking option. He's very athletic, so he can definitely get up and down that ring. So... Uh, up, up and down that wing so yeah I definitely think he's he's a, got a bit to offer on the wing he can take a mark he's versatile he can run he's played in the back line so he can definitely play a bit of a defensive role but he's also shown the ability to kick goals from far out he's got a very long penetrating kick and he's shown the ability to get forward and have a good uh, footy now just to be in the right positions and know when to get forward and uh, be an option so really really impressed with him kicking two goals on a wing is definitely a great result um, in the middle Paddy Dow uh, Paddy Wow whatever you want to call him he is a star 22 touches a goal he's at 10 kicks 12 handballs 5 marks 3 tackles the tackling is something I, I say I, wa- I want him to keep improving I, I'd like to see him having 5 tackles a week I really would I think that's definitely a, a it's not a hard aim. I definitely think it's something I'd like for him to aim for next year. Um, playing a little bit more midfielder. I hope he continues to grow because he's playing really, really good football at the moment. Uh, he had two goal assists, four score involvements. He's had the five marks, as I said. Um, 64% disposal efficiency, but I thought I thought some of his disposal was really good. Um, but yeah, obviously, that's not, that isn't the best uh, disposal efficiency. But I did think... He obviously uh, set up Harry with a goal or two. Um, continuing on from there, after Paddy Dow was Matt Kennedy. And this bloke, he laid, he laid so many tackles. He had laid 10 tackles. This bloke was genuinely just a big body, just laying so much pressure and really really providing a good presence in our midfield for us. Um, 23 disposals as well. Kicked a goal, um, ran into an open goal from Honey, who... Wow, what a game for Matt Kennedy. He's really he's really saved his his career, I think. And I've, I've always liked his ability to go forward and kick goals and how he's a big body. He's got a good set shot and he's shown that he's a good midfielder as well. And 10 tackles, I mean, wow, what a star. What a, good on him, good on him. He's, he's coming through. Uh, Tom DeConning, not going to really touch on him. Got, really, uh, got injured early. It is what it is. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, reporter, he's actually a test for this week, so it might not be as bad as we thought. That's good news. Matt always not going to really talk about him. Didn't think he really did too much. Uh, likes to try to present as an a leading target as a small forward, but he needs to probably work on his crumbing craft a little bit more. And he's dropped a few like contested marks. He struggles a little bit under the pressure, I've noticed. So... Yeah, I don't know. I think he's probably going to get dropped this week, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, I think he's had a quiet couple of weeks, so you'll see about him. Uh, Josh Honey. Wow. <laughs> this bloke is staying in the side. He he was really he was really important for us, Josh Honey. I thought 
he was one of our better players for the game, if I'm being honest. Maybe maybe that's just because I really got around him and I just thought, you know, that he was, you know, first game for what, nearly... He's played second game of his career, first game in, in a year, and he's had 13 touches, two marks, two tackles, two goals with two goals with one behind, but... The most impressive thing is he had three goal assists and seven score involvements. That's wonderful. That is everything you want from a small forward. Comes in, hasn't played a game all year. Josh, honey, where have you been, mate? I mean, this bloke, what, yeah, I'm really looking forward to him. I'm really looking forward to his game. He's up, he's decently sized as well. He's, he, he's, He's an interesting footballer. He looks pretty quick as well. I love the way he attacks the footy. I like the way this guy plays the game. He's he's real good. And then obviously, Lockie O'Brien. Oh, does it get any better than these guys? I mean, I thought to myself, I was watching the game and I thought, Lockie O'Brien's been so good, but I wonder if everyone noticed how good he really was. And then I looked at the stats here, and I'm like, oh my God, he, he ended up having 21 touches. So he was as good as I thought. I'm so happy. Well, I'm just so happy this guy's coming because now no no cultural for the rest of the year, like hopefully, because this guy should have been in if he could produce this in one game. I cannot, I cannot state that enough. 21 touches. He's had 11 kicks, 10 handballs, five marks, two tackles. He's absolutely dominated that half of the wing. He's gone 50% on either half. Defense, offense, love it. Good two-way running as well. Okay, so he provides exactly what Cottrell runs. 81% disposal efficiency with 21 touches. Are you kidding me? Matt Cottrell couldn't do that. Not when you're going inside 50 as often as this bloke. How many times did he go inside 50? Six. Six times inside 50 which four of them goal assists four goal assists this guy had six score involvements clap your hands for that for Lockie O'Brien everyone because this guy he's come alive I hope it's his breakout game for sure definitely his breakout game can we expect it next week I don't know I don't want to get too confident but if he if he's got that kicking ability and he, ha- and he has confidence after this game, I really, really hope, I really think it's going to happen. I really think it's going to happen. I don't expect him to have these this type of game because this this was an unreal game. He, he honestly could have got votes if there weren't so many standout players for us. But I really did think, he, yeah, I thought he was that good. Really, I did. I thought he was that good. I really thought his ball use was just so crucial for, for for us it's Carlton we, we suck at going inside 50 and this guy just filled a great void for us two two birds one stone the wing spot don't have a good wingman great entry inside 50 tick bang there you go thank you Lockie O'Brien if he can do this for the next three games and he, then we look at the end of the season and we say he put together a good month of footy that's his that's his contract and you know what? I think we'll be spewing. Because what happens? What happens if this bloke, if he starts next year and he's not confident because he plays maybe one one or two bad games to start the year where he doesn't doesn't dominate, doesn't, you know, ha- has a quite, quite couple games and then, you know, all of a sudden he loses confidence because he only played four good games of footy. What's going to happen then? And then, oh, like, you know you, you know what our selection panel's like? Oh, it's two, two bad games probably probably come out. He's not he's not a favourite, obviously, of Teague. So, yeah, he'd probably come out pretty quick. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of us would probably be saying, well, if he'd maybe gone to run it earlier, maybe two, if he had done two, two months of footy at this standard, or just even two months at, at even this level, that... Maybe it would have been better off for him. So hopefully, look, let's not let's not be too let's not think too negative in that state. But I do worry about that a little bit because I think confidence is a real critical, real crucial factor for these players, top top ten draft picks like they are, who especially our ones who, you know, haven't really developed much and are under the pump because they're at a big club and 
you know, they haven't really proven too much. And I think, you know, having that confidence that you can play at this level and, you know, doing that for, you know, a certain period of time, I don't think four weeks is really that much. If it's four weeks of 20 touches, I think that says a lot. Like, look at Dan now. Like, he's probably averaging about 20 touches over his last four weeks. So, yeah, really good stuff from Lockie O'Brien, though. Um, Can't say enough good words about him. And, yeah, I... I'm looking. I'm looking forward to to this week against Gold Coast. I want to see him play again. Another good game, home game for us. I, I want to see him play another good game in this wing. I think we're playing at Marvel as well. So if we are, we'll just have a look at that. If we are, that'll be real good for him. And we are, yes. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be brilliant. So familiar to t- territory for him. Um, and it's not as as good as a side. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not in uh, the Gold Coast Suns. Alrighty, so um, I'll give out some votes for the game. Uh, my th- I'll just give out some three, two, one. So my one, I'm going to give to Jack Silvani. It might be a bit of a tough one because he did get player of the match on Carlton's uh, Instagram, I believe. But I'm going to give him the one. I thought, I thought the 25 touches playing in the ruck look... If you take into account all factors of the game, I wouldn't blame you if you get if you gave him the three. I, I definitely wouldn't blame you. But I'm gonna give him the one and I'm gonna give Harry Mackay the two votes because I just thought his presence was was unstoppable. I just thought his presence alone just makes the difference. If he wasn't playing, there's that game is completely different. That game is completely different. And uh, the three votes, I'm, I'm going to give it to Sam Walsh because I think he's going to get it. If I look at it as a Brownlow, I think he gets the three votes. 26 touches and three goals. He was instrumental, um, of course. Um, we'll talk about team changes. Look, there could be a few team changes. There could, there probably won't be too many, obviously. I don't think they like to make too many changes, as we all know. Um Especially after a win, of course, 31-point win over Saints. You don't really want to make too many, of course. But I think Always is probably going to come out. Uh, I think, yeah, he's definitely looking like he's maybe needs to find a little bit of form in the twos, maybe. Just, you know, he's, play, he's played good. I don't want it to get, like, much worse because um, he hasn't kicked a goal in a couple of games, I think. Or not too many recently, anyway. Um Deconning obviously is going to be out if he's unhealthy. He's a test. We're not sure. Look, I'd probably say he'll probably at least miss a week. Like surely, like because it looked like I don't know. It's your chest. I just feel like it'll at least be a week. But um, yeah, don't 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 risk him. Uh, they don't really have a rock anyway. So you know, if not that, you know that that could be another change. So maybe Deconning always. And honestly, I. I'd like to take Nunes out of the side if I'm being really honest because now I think we have two wingmen who can play who can play their wing position properly. I think Williamson and I think Lockie O'Brien, we can play them two on the wing and then maybe rotate someone else through the wing. Um, I don't know. Um, Walsh goes through the wing sometimes, obviously. Uh, Murphy, if he comes on, maybe Ed Kerno. Or a um, yeah, someone like that. So I guess my uh, Murphy, if he gets subbed on, Murphy will probably be the medical sub again this week. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd honestly like Nunes always in Deconning out. Um, Deconning if he's unhealthy. Uh, we'll see about that. Obviously, yeah. And then uh, I think look, I reckon they'll probably bring Eddie in. I think they'll want to bring Eddie in. Um, I think if Deconning's out, I definitely think Garv's coming in. So that would make always uh, Eddie in for always and Gav in for Deconning. And then I think one out of Petrovsky, Seton or Fogarty in for Nunes is what I'd like to see. I just think SBS, he's out of contract at the end of the year. I want to see three more games of him. I want to see three games of him and I just, I want to see it. Like just, just put him in. What have we got to lose? I don't care about really making finals too much, to be honest. I think, yes, it would be great if we could, but we've got to win all three games. We haven't been in the top eight side all year. We've got to play poor. Then we've got to play GWS after that. And I don't want to be negative Nancy, but when was the last time we beat GWS? 
Okay, so either of those teams, realistically, okay, so to win, to win all three all three of our games is going to be a big ask. So, and even that, we need uh, games to go our way. So, I don't really believe we deserve to make the eight because even if we even even if we make the eight, what's going to happen? We're probably going to lose in the first round. It's not the biggest deal. It's like it really isn't. It's a nice sentiment and stuff, but but if we finish ninth and we miss out by a game, that's for me. That's not really a big deal. That's not a massive deal for me, but. What is a big deal is finding out if, if Petrovsky Seedon can offer something in these last few weeks. Just let's just say everyone seems to be putting their best foot forward, all these young blokes. I want to give him a I want to give him a shot. And that's for me, I'd purely give it uh Petrovsky Seedon the nod over Eddie or Fogarty or anyone really to come into this side, uh, aside from Gov in for DeConning, probably. Um but yeah, just purely because of the contract situation and, you know, could be, you know, the end of his tenure at the club. So I'd like to see what he has to offer because I do think he could be, he could be something. I still think there's that potential for him. It's just, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Um, but yeah, so I'll, if I make my changes, I'll, I'll probably say I'd like to maybe rest Eddie for a week, bringing SPS, Fogarty and Eddie yeah, and I think those are the cha- changes I'd make for the week. Um, yeah, I think I'm happy for that. We've got Gold Coast this Saturday. Uh, it's at Marvel Stadium. think it's going to be 145. Uh, I'm not not too sure. I've got to ha- actually figure out if the- these are actually accurate or not. I'm not even too sure, to be honest. But, um, yeah, no, it is 145, yeah. 145, Saturday afternoon football, Gold Coast Suns. I'm definitely predict- predicting the win. We, we've got to win this game. No matter how you look at it, I, I want the young kids to shine again. I want to win the way we've just won. I thought this win was such a big stepping stone for the football club. I thought it was massive that we really actually won a game of footy a different way. And we. This is it. This is it. These last three weeks are a massive. This is going to be the taste left in our mouth going into next year. If we bottle these next three weeks, it's, oh my God, next year, another year of not making finals. I just want us to put some respectable performances, figure out the kids, figure out who's good, figure out some positions, figure some shit out. Because we're, we should be out of this rebuild, but there's a lot of question marks about who's best played in what in what position and who's who's even going to be at the club we don't know if some if some people are going to be able to be a mid, a midfield uh, an AFL midfielder or if they're going to be a forward pocket or if they're going to be in whatever position it is and it's very frustrating because these blokes have been in the in the competition for 5 years some of them so let's start figuring this out let's get Brody Kemp in for a for a game he's another one honestly I'd rather him in for a game over Fogarty just because I want to see this guy play a game of footy, for God's sake. He was supposed to be the next best player after Rayleigh that drive. We still haven't played him. Get him again. Why didn't we play him the other week? So come on. Look, it's a great step for the for this footy club this week. We're coming in hot off, off a good win. We've played a pretty good month of footy if you actually look at it as an overall. We've played some good games. We've had some stinkers, but we've had some good games. Can we please put together three wins in a row? Is Would that be possible? Could, could we win this week, make it two, and then could we pull up an upset, win three wins in a row, and also be in a top eight side? Could we knock off those two things in one game against Port Adelaide? If we win Saturday, we've got an opportunity to do that, and it will be a great taste to leave in our mouths. It will be a great feeling knowing, okay, we bet at least one top eight side. It took us all year. We, we, we only won one. It is what it is. We are better than winning none. For God's sake, we haven't beaten one all year. We could have beaten the Doggies, but we didn't. We could have beaten Richmond. We, we definitely could have beaten Richmond, but we didn't. Um, there's been a lot we've lost by respectable margins and some that have probably favoured us, but you know, I, um, I definitely think I definitely want, want to win the top eight side and first and not have won three games in a row. I mean, we... Gold Coast have won three games in a row. They did it last year. I mean, gosh. So, when's the last time we did that? So, can we, can we do that, Carlton? Can we, is that too much to ask? 
Is it too much to ask? Uh, I, I believe a little bit more in this side after last week. I do. I thought that was it was really good to see the young kids. Good on you, Josh Honey. Good on you, Lockie O'Brien. Good on you, Jack Silvani. Heart and soul of this football club. Charlie Kerno. He's going to change the complete dynamic, the way we completely look going forward. When he's healthy, just how good was it getting him in? Because if he gets, look, if he gets injured, then touch wood, if he gets injured, he, like, he, he'll probably get injured if he will get injured in these next few weeks, realistically. His first four weeks are a massive indication, okay? And we saw, we, we've seen with Doherty, he came back, and look, he honestly played like a star from, from the get-go, really. He actually started off better and then has uh, dropped off a little bit. But uh, I think Charlie Curno, I think he's gonna, he's just going to make a massive difference for this football club going forward. I think him, Charlie Curno, uh McGovern, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him as a third tour now that maybe Silvani is going as a second ruck kind of option. What's that do for him? Does him getting the third defender? We haven't really seen all three of them together. So I wonder, like, you know, if we can get a few, three games of them in, I th- definitely think they're going to get Gov in. And you know what? If Deconi can ruck, that would actually be not a bad idea then because I'd love to see all three of them in that forward line. And then you have Zach Fisher, Jack Martin, and who else would you have? Who's that Who's that sixth person? Josh, Josh Honey? Is it... Yeah, it's, well, it's a combination, I guess, of Josh Honey and, uh, let's have a look. Ed, Ed Kerno, yeah, always if he stays in the side, obviously, but, yeah, or even in a, a Petrovsky season, or, yeah, obviously, um, yeah, Fogarty, always, yeah, all these blokes, I guess, but it really changes the way we look forward. So, look, Charlie Kerno, Harry Mackay, Mitch McGovern, three key position players could be playing against Gold Coast this week. That's massive. How are they going to be able to defend that? Zach Fisher or Eddie Betts or uh, always Fogarty, whoever's playing forward just needs to crumb at their feet. They're going to have they're going to have a field day as well. They'll get their opportunity. Harry McCoy is going to have some going to have some fun from that delivery from O'Brien if it's the same. I want to see us utilize him. As much as we already did, I, I'm, I'm very keen for this game of footy. I think it's a good opportunity for us to uh, get two wins in a row. Uh, I, I'm going to say, I want to say 26 points for us. I'm, I'm going to say I, I think we'll win by 26 points. I'd love to. I'd love to have a good win by like six or seven goals. Because if we win two games by over five goals in a row, I don't. I don't remember the last time we did that. So, yeah, okay, that that would be really impressive. If we had a win where we win by, like, seven goals, and last week where we probably probably should have won by about seven goals, but, like, you, you know, this, they're a bit, they crawled into it late, you know? So I think that's, that's massive going into a game against Port then. So that's how I'm kind of trying to set it up and think about it. So, yeah, all right. Well, I think that's about it. Saturday afternoon... Marvel Stadium, 1.45. I'll be watching. You'll be watching. Uh, We'll see you after that, I guess. Go the Blues. And thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your weekend.